Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I have Dave Nichols, formerly of the District Sports page, formerly of FederalBaseball.com, currently of the Spokesman Review out in Idaho. At Dave Nichols, SR, if you're not already following him on the Twitter, you should be covering the Seattle Mariners this year after years of covering the Nationals with us and on his own. Dave, welcome back to Nats Nightly, our West Coast correspondent. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Uh, a bit of a laugher here tonight. We'll start with your pitcher on the mound. I remember Christian Bergman from his Rocky days, a uh, 29-year-old, one-time Rocky starter, three games, two starts this year, 2.25 ERA, 3.28 FIP, 2.25 walks per nine, 6.75 Ks per nine, in line with his career averages. Uh, you can tell us what you know about him. I know he hasn't been up much uh, for long, at least, with all the Mariners starters apparently all going down together. A two-run home run by Rendon in the second put the Nationals up 2 nothing. Rendon double run scored in the fourth, 3 nothing. RBI triple by Turner, 4 nothing, 6 nothing on a worth home run to left. Harper on a 1-1 change, 450 feet to center. Three-run blast at that point, 7 nothing. Rendon, his second home run of the game, a three-run blast to make it 10 nothing in the fourth. That fourth inning was just brutal. Uh, it was pouring rain. <laughs> Mariners apparently weren't going to the pen anytime soon, so Bergman just had to take it and got brutalized in that inning. Nine hits, eight runs, three home runs in that frame alone. Yeah, you know, Bergman's been pretty good since he got called up, and uh, the Mariners have been really struggling with injuries, like you mentioned, four of their five uh, of the opening day rotation uh, aren't in the rotation. It's it's Giovanni Gallardo and a bunch of guys from AAA and AA, and um, it's no wonder why the Mariners have, you know, one of the five or six worst records in baseball because they're they're just sending up minor league pitchers every day. And, and like I said, Bergman's been doing okay for, for the Mariners since he got called up, but um, obviously didn't have it tonight. And really strange how manager Scott Service just let him take it and take it and take it today. I know that the Mariners are starting a long road trip uh um, you know, nine games in, in, in eight or eight games nine games in, in ten days or whatever it is and um you know, I get the idea of not wanting to tax your bullpen right away, but, um, but geez, you know, they were still in this game when, um, you know, uh, uh, Cruz misplayed that ball into a triple uh, against the right field wall. And, um, you know, at that point they could have gone to the pen and kind of limited the damage, but, um, but the service just left Bergman out there to take it. And um, it, it really um, has gotten to the point here in Seattle where, um, they're they're mitigating damage as opposed to trying to win ball games, and that's that's a tough way to go uh, for anybody, let alone already uh, in a whole five or six games below 500. Yeah, I definitely want to hear what he has to say about that afterwards. Uh, maybe they just thought the rain was going to wash this one out, so don't waste anyone else in the bullpen. And but leaving him in there four innings, 14 hits, 10 earned runs, uh, two walks, four home runs allowed on the day, just a brutal outing for him. The rain looked like it was going to stop the game at one point, but didn't end up stopping it. They played through what was pretty heavy downpour. The field looked horrible at some points there. Uh, I noticed you tweeting at some point that they have to start worrying about the players out there. I definitely was and watched more than a few players out there running very carefully in the outfield and on the base pads. Uh, In the end, they managed getting through it, but that looked really uh, dire there for a little while in the middle of the game. Right, and and you know that, that the Mariners don't come back to D.C. or, or the Mariners or the Nats don't come out to here, 
Uh, so they have to get these games in. But you just look at the radar, and you could see that it was going to lighten up later on in the evening anyway. So why play through that monsoon? Why risk guys getting hurt? Um, why risk running on a sloppy infield? Uh, why risk, you know, your starting pitcher pitching on a, on a wet mound that was starting the pool? It just it seemed just ridiculous to me that they played through that that really heavy rain, um, like you saw on the TV. I mean, there, there was pooling in the infield, um, and yet there was never a stoppage. They never pulled the tarp. Um, they, they were able to get the game in, and they could still be playing now. Um, it just it seems silly to me that, that, that no one would have taken the precaution to say, hey, let's hold this off for 45 minutes, and, and you know we're going to be able to get this one in tonight. Yeah, I don't know what weather reports they have. It is supposed to rain for the rest of the night, but there definitely looked like there was a window in there after that downpour to get it in. So I was kind of surprised as well. Uh, the big na- uh, story on the Nationals end tonight, Joe Ross returning to the mound. Uh, the Nationals noted his arm slot had dropped since the last time he was having success in the majors. So they sent him down a few starts back, made three starts at AAA, uh, try to get right down there. They were really con- Rizzo said his arm slot dropped about four to six inches, which is significant and probably a sign that something wasn't right with him. Uh, whether it was related to that shoulder injury he suffered last year or not, they wouldn't say. They kept saying he was 100% healthy. Looked so tonight. Uh, a good outing by Ross. Uh, solo home run by Mike Zanino in the sixth. That's all he gave up. Eight innings pitched, 101 pitches, five hits, one earned run, six Ks, 101 pitches, 10 ground ball outs. Uh, as much as we've seen Joe Ross, we could call that vintage Joe Ross, basically. Uh, I don't know if the decision to send him down was a wake-up call or if it allowed him to get a, a little bit more healthy than he was coming back from that shoulder injury that cost him two and a half months last season. But there were some reasons for concern uh, from what we saw from him the first couple starts this year. But he did look good out there tonight. Yeah, uh, he looked strong. Uh, he was throwing all of his pitches. He was uh, getting good movement on a slider, which is a critical pitch for him. And um, and, and look really good. And, and the, no pitcher is ever 100% completely healthy. So for anybody to say that is really kind of folly. But um, but there were a lot of concerns about him, uh, you know, losing time last year and then, then and then looking pretty rough at the beginning of the season. Anytime a pitcher's arm slot drops that much, you know something's going on that he's not, um, you know, that he's not feeling 100% strong and healthy and ready to go. And uh, I thought it was it was prudent that the Nats sent him down. Uh, they had the flexibility to be able to do that while they were uh, still winning games here early in the season. Um, they get their number five guy back, and, and now he looks um, ready to go for the rest of the season, hopefully for the Nats. Just looking it up, because I said four to six, and then I'm thinking Rizzo might have said three to four, but I'm just double-checking myself uh, <laughs> on the amount that his arm had dropped. Yeah, he did say four to six inches on the arm slot, which is big for yeah, single ball pitchers, as he put it. Right, and I did look on Brooks Baseball, and you could see, as Rizzo explained, it was sort of as he went on in the start, it started to lower and lower and lower. <laughs> you could look on Brooks Baseball where they have the uh, arm slot or uh, you know, right. they have it mapped out on the plots, and you could see it, how it was lowering uh, progressively throughout the start. So whether he was just getting tired and lowering it to compensate or whatever he was doing, uh, something wasn't working, the slider and sinker, what you want to stay on top of, obviously, uh, Something wasn't working for him, but he looked good tonight. And I'm sure you saw this stat going across the Twitter as the game went on. Four starts this season. He now has 62 runs of support, which is a record. Uh, absolutely ridiculous and just a statistical anomaly, of course. But 
Nationals add 10 runs tonight. I think they won 14-4, 15-12, and 23-5 games so far in his starts. That's just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. He can't hope for that all along, but they seem to be doing it in all of his starts so far. Statistical anomaly in your <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously it, it's something causal here. Joe Ross is on the mound. It causes the Nats hitters to hit better. So he just ought to start like just every other game at this point. <laughs> what do you make of the uh, different teams? These two teams barely play each other. Uh, there's once another statistical anomaly, I suppose, 12-1 and for the Nats in 13 games against the Mariners since 2005, 7-0 in D.C. Uh, there's no connection between any of these teams or – any reason to explain that record so far other than just random chance and not playing each other off and not knowing each other, I assume. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned the mark in DC. I mean, it, it's, it's tough to travel across country, you know, for, for mere mortals, let alone for athletes that are then supposed to turn around and, and play at their peak performance. So, so yeah, the, I'm sure the travel is part of it. The Mariners yearly have the, 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 the most, the most number of miles traveled of any major league team. So, that factors into it. But the other factor is the Mariners haven't been very good the last, you know, 10, 15 years. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs here um, in over a decade. So, uh, you know, you couple with the Nats being good, the Mariners not being good, the travel and everything else. So it's really, you know, not hard to, to, to figure out why, um, why this, the, the records are, are skewed as they are, really. Notice our friend Byron Kerr uh, quoting Ryan Zimmerman after the game. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman on playing in the rain tonight. You just got to think it's way better than a doubleheader tomorrow, so you just do it, which I'm sure all the players probably agree with. Uh, Nationals had some concerns going into this game offensively, uh, whether or not you can judge anything on what they did tonight against a pitcher who had a rough day, who knows. But uh, Zimmerman, three for four, up for 372 average on the year. Murphy, of course, one for four. Rendon, three for four. The two home runs, a big night for him, five RBIs. Uh, Trey Turner got in on the action two for five, too. I, I don't know how much of the Nationals you've been watching recently since you're actually covering the Mariners, but uh, what have you seen from Trey Turner recently? He's been sort of slumping since he took over at the leadoff spot for uh, Adam Eaton. Just coincidence, possibly. Dusty Baker said before the game he thinks that the league has finally made the adjustment to Turner after he came out red hot in his first year, uh, year plus in the majors, but uh, struggling a little bit at the top of that lineup now, and the Nationals need to get him going. Uh, offense struggled overall on that road trip, but Turner in particular had some issues at the plate. Yeah, um, you know, the, the number that was floating around on the Twitters earlier was that he was hitting 204 since Adam Eaton got hurt, uh, and he got forced back into the, the leadoff spot. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's you know, grade A stinky. But, you know, this is a, a player that, that has always made a good amount of contact. Obviously, his speed, he's got sneaky pop. Um, you know, lot, you know, the second place in, in rookie of the, rookie of the year voting last year. Um, people are even talking about him being an MVP candidate this year. So obviously, he hasn't gotten off to the start that uh, the, that a lot of people expected out of him. But this kid's got an awful lot of talent. Um, like I said, he makes an awful lot of contact, and um, you know, just he may, may have been pressing. Like Dusty Baker said, you know, there may have been an adjustment period, and now he's got to um, adjust to that. But um, but as far as, as the Nats fans go, um, you know, it's a good good sign for him to see him making good contact today and, and getting on base a few times. Yeah, he did sting a few, too, over that stretch and come up uh, with, without hits, which you can't really control. All you can do is barrel it up and hope for the best. But over that 20-game stretch since he took over uh, 163, 207, 267 line, four walks, 22 Ks, and 92 plate appearances, uh, three doubles and two home runs. But 
bit of a rough stretch for Turner. Uh, I noticed, as everyone was mentioning on the Twitter, uh, last time the Seattle Mariners were in D.C. was actually 2011. I'm sure you remember what happened at the end of that series. The Nationals <laughs> got a walk-off win. Jim Riddleman decided that he could no longer stand, only working on a one-year deal every deal every year. So when the Nationals wouldn't extend him, he walked out on the team at that point. Uh, it's been a long road back. He is a bench coach now in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, right? Why am I questioning mm-hmm. that? I'm pretty sure that's where he is. But uh, what do you remember of that day other than the fact that Bill Latson tweeted it first and there was a long discussion about the difference between re-sign with a hyphen in between and resign like Jim Regalman did? Yeah, that that part of it was kind of crazy because Latson wasn't even in the room at the time. So um, he managed to, to scoop the entire room of uh, – entire press conference room full of beat reporters and, and uh, uh, assembled uh, bloggers and other independent uh, uh, baseball writers. So, yeah, it was definitely a crazy day. Um, you know, you and I were both there. Just, just really, um, you know, I've, I've been, I've been in, in hockey locker rooms after game sevens and, um, you know, uh, other strange uh, sort of uh, media-related uh, things. And, and that just it was the most strange uh, afternoon as far as, as media things go. Um, yeah, you know, the, you know, the, the, the Nats were, were, were decent, right? This was a good ball club. It was Jim Riggleman's, um, uh, you know, his, his dream job and then just walks out on it. But, uh, um, yeah, just, just a weird day overall. Yeah. One of the weirder I've ever taken part in for sure as a reporter is just, odd all around no one knew what quite to make of it and then Mike Rizzo walks in for the post-game press conference instead of Riggleman it just got weirder from there as he went and solved the world's problems afterwards but uh, he made it back to the majors good for him I took a stand there Dusty Baker I will note has only signed through this year but I don't anticipate him walking away from the job anytime soon Nationals 10 to 1 tonight. Dave, it was good to talk to you again. I appreciate you joining me. There's a West Coast swing coming up too, so if you can't talk anytime over the next two days, uh, I'll be happy to talk to you in those, but hopefully you're going to help us out over the West Coast ones because that's going to be a couple long nights here on the East Coast. 27-17 for the Nationals tonight. Dave is at SR on the Twitter, uh, Spokesman Review, spokesman.com slash Seattle-Mariners if you want to follow his work covering the Mariners out there. We all enjoyed his work with the Nationals. Good to talk to you again, sir. Always my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. All right. Nats Knightley signing off. Doug says, go Nats.